you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. Friends, as we gather in this sacred moment and in person, may we feel God's blessings in this moment. May we feel the love and welcome of God and community, helping us to know that we are all children and beloved of God. May this time be sacred, and may our friendship and community be a blessing. Welcome to today's worship service. Today is Pi Day, or National Affirm Day. It's a day when churches and people are invited to reflect on what it means to be publicly, intentionally, and ex I'm blanking on the last word. <laughs> explicitly. Publicly, intentionally, explicitly, welcoming and inclusive of 2SLGBTQ2IA plus people. Let us join, let us begin our worship by singing our introit, Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary. As we begin our time of worship, we light our Christ candle, remembering that through all that life brings, through joys and sorrows, peace, and in the midst of war, God is with us. And may the flame of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. And we light our peace candle, remembering all the people of the Ukraine, those who are refugees, those who are staying, those who are suffering. We pray for the people in Russia who are protesting, often at tremendous cost to themselves, and those who feel they cannot speak up. We pray, O oh God, bring peace bring guidance, bring hope, bring a new day where people will no longer have to be afraid. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Beth, and thanks for helping to host our um, online coffee hour, not only just today, but I know you've done it many times, so thank you, and thank you to Heather for doing that as well. And the reason why it's the last um, 
Zoom coffee time is because we are going to be having opening up the CE hall um, where people can visit wearing masks. It'll be a coffee-less coffee time. Um, and next week we'll have some tables set up where you can sit around, um, spaced out, and you can visit and chat. And we also have um, cards that the mu music and worship bought that have things to talk about in coffee at coffee hour. And it's just little starter questions to get, um, get us chatting. You're welcome to use them and you're welcome to visit. So starting next week, the CEL will be set up for our coffee-less coffee time. A couple of changes with our um, um, COVID-19 safety procedures. Um, you notice some of the ropes at the back have gone. Um, several weeks ago, we, we had a little vote in here about whether people would be comfortable opening up some of the space. One of the, there's no longer a provincial requirement to be socially distanced. Um, so you are welcome to sit in that area. Um, please always ask if you're going to sit near someone that if, if it's okay to sit near them. Um, but you no longer have to be socially distanced in that section. And we reserve some spots where people can be socially distanced as well. But you're welcome to sit where you'd like now. Um, as those in person know, but those at home may not know, um, you are no longer call, required to reserve your spot. We also have the hymn books back in the pews. Um, after, you know, as things get open up a bit more, and we know that um, hymn books that are sitting there for the week are, are low risk, and we're not handing them to each other, um, we have the hymn books back for you to enjoy and use. As well, we have our new announcement sheets that started last week at the back with our announcements on them. Um, they're the same announcements that come out in our weekend emails, as well as a large print bulletin. So if you'd like those, um, please pick them up on your way in. We continue to hold Marjorie Gates in our prayer. Um, I've heard that she is no longer in the hospital, um, but we at now is at home, but we continue to, to hold her in our love, our prayer. Um, a reminder about our offering envelopes. Um, if you've got offering envelopes, please um, remember that a couple years ago we shifted to doing our envelopes a little differently. Instead of a new box coming out every year, and um, Sometimes you'd have a couple left over, sometimes you'd have lots left over, and those would go to waste. Now they are just a continual, um, undated uh, offering envelope. So you can use, keep using those. It's the number that's what's important um, for the church office. But if you ever need more, please contact the church office. All of our hearts have been breaking. Um, as we have heard the news from Ukraine, as we have wondered what we can do, we hold the people of Ukraine in prayer. That's an important piece. We talk about what's going on and do not hide the reality and the struggle. The United Church has also um, launched an appeal through the United Church um, Emergency, um, Emergency Response Fund in cooperation with um, working with the Canadian Food Grains Bank and our mission and service partner, ACT Alliance, um, in the Ukraine and the neighboring um, countries. They are accepting donations to help people in need. 
Our Social Action and Global Concern Committee was, is also starting a um, special project. Beginning next week, um, they'll be selling um, ribbons for Ukraine with, an off with offerings going through the United Church Emergency Response Fund. Um, I hear there's a couple today. So the first, I think three you said, first three-ish people can buy one or you can get them next week. And we will keep some in the office for those who are not coming to in-person worship but would like to purchase one. Um, on Wednesdays, this was a fairly quick um, development last week, but um, each Wednesday you are invited to join in the ecumenical Lent services at um, St. Matthew's Evangelical Lutheran Church. The offering will be going to the people of Ukraine through the Canadian Lutheran World Relief Fund. Um, the services are 12 to 12.30, and there's no lunch afterwards, but there, um, I think there is a coffee time after. Uh, this week, I am leading worship, um, and welcome anyone who's like to come. Also, um, please, please do pick up the announcement sheet because there is something special in the back as well. Our stewardship um, committee, who always likes to put fund in our fundraisers, um, has done a new count your blessing, share the wealth. There's a little chart you can fill out and it gives a suggested donation. Um, so let's say you own 100 houses. Um, you can check off 100. I don't know who does, but, um, and then that's worth $10, so 100 times 10. Um, if you own 30 cars, 30 times five, and so on. Um, and as we begin our worship today, we recognize that Grace United Church is located on Treaty 45 and a half territory, the traditional territories of the Ottawa, Mississauga, Anishinaabawaki nations. And this territory is home to the Saugeen Ojibwe Nation and the Chippewas of Nawash, unceded First Nation. We lament a history filled with white and European supremacy, violence, and injustice as found in our nation, our community, and in the church. We pray that God may ever lead us in the important act of truth and reconciliation. Friends, let us join in singing, and you're invited to stand if you'd like or sit if you would like. As we sing more voices, number one, let us build a house.
and let us join in our call to worship as we feel God's Spirit connecting us. If you come troubled, may you find peace. If lonely, may you find friendship. If in doubt, may you find faith. If happy, share your joy with others. We welcome all persons of all ages, genders, racial or ethnic backgrounds, sexual orientations, differently abled conditions, economic or cultural backgrounds who seek to live in faith. And we affirm that they are all full participants in the life, work, and celebration of this community of faith. And we join together in prayer. We gather to listen, sing, speak, and respond to the word of the word. In this time together, we are one people in one place, listening to the one word. Help us to be alert, alive, and able to hear old stories in new ways. We come to praise and thank you, and to renew the word you serve, our thirsting souls. Amen. And Don, Don, unable, Don unfortunately, is unable to um, join with us today. And I've got to admit that I, I knew that this morning, and I got my Bible ready with my, the readings, but I forgot to actually pull up the um, stories of our faith. So um, if you want to read that at home, I invite you to look up Stories of Our Faith, United Church. But as we hear our scripture reading today, may we hear God speaking life and love, hope and promise to each one of us. And our first reading today is from the book of Genesis, chapter 15, 1 to 12, 17 to 18. And while this story speaks of childlessness and miracle children, we remember that at its depth, it is a story of hope for all. It is a story of all being part of the descendants of God, the descendants of Abraham and Sarah, of our faith ancestors, that all of us are part of God's blessing. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to Abram, and this man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look towards the heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. 
And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Continue at 17. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your descendants, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river of Euphrates, the land of the Kenites and the Kezarites and the Kedemonites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Raphim, the Amorites, Canaanites, the Garchish, and the Zebusites. And our gospel reading is from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 13, 31 to 35. Now, at this very hour, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, You go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will no longer see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. For the word of God in scripture, the word of God among us, and for the word of God within us, we say thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Find a place to hide 
I just can't face mistakes I've made. I keep them all inside. Then you come to me in dark of night with love that's shining bright. Your presence lights the way back home. I know I'm not alone. Your words of comfort touch my heart. Words from long ago. You lift me up on eagles' wings when I'm feeling low. If my way is dark and heavy, I can lay my burdens down. And through it all, you're there with me. I stand on holy ground. Thank you, God. You know my heart. My body, mind, and soul. You care for me beyond all time, with love that keeps me whole. When morning breaks across the sky, new mercies come again. Then I lift my voice in word and song to praise Your holy name. I lift my voice in word and song to praise Your holy name. Or Doug Brown for sharing his gift of music with us. How often have I desired to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? And you were not willing. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed and enriched by God. Today we mark National Affirming Day or Pi Day with United Churches and United Church people throughout our denomination. Although this year we don't have a Pi Day event planned, um, we invite you to watch off YouTube this, the presentation from last week with guest speakers and um, a wonderful time of learning. Today, tomorrow, is a day for churches to reflect on what it means to be publicly, intentionally, and explicitly inclusive of 2S LGBTQIA plus people. Those acronyms stand for two-spirited, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual, and more. It is a day to come together to learn, to reflect, to grow together. Our church family here at Grace United has been in the process of discerning whether we feel called to be an affirming ministry. Affirming ministries are united churches that have publicly, intentionally, and explicitly declared they are inclusive of people of all genders and sexual orientations, are committed to the work of continued learning and justice-seeking, and are willing to support the work of Affirm United Church as they help churches explore 
these issues, and others community of faith who are discerning. Tomorrow is Pi Day, and this year the theme is Everyone Gets a Slice. And if you do happen to have pie tomorrow, why not take a picture and email it into the church or post it? I guess you can't post it on our Facebook page, but email it to me or, or the church account, and we can celebrate that way together. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often I have longed to, I have desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers a brood and you are not willing. There is deep pain, grief, and longing in these words that Jesus cries out. The imagery is heartbreaking. A mother hen wings open, crying out to her chicks, but they don't come to her. There is danger, and Jesus longs for the people of Jerusalem to return, to return to God's love, to return to God's way. Today's scripture reading begins with a dire warning from the Pharisees to Jesus. Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Herod Antipas, the tetrarch, the local ruler under the Roman the Empire, the local tetrarch of Galilee, son of Herod the Great, and Herod Antipas, the one who in the Gospel of Luke has just recently killed John the Baptist. There is danger. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus declares himself a prophet, when he stood up in the synagogue in his hometown and he read from the book of Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Good news has come to the poor, release to the captives, sight to the blind, freedom to the oppressed, and the year of God's favor will be enacted. Herod in the Gospel of Luke is the opposite of Jesus. While Jesus is the mother hen calling her chicks home, embracing and protecting, Herod is the crafty, sinister, dangerous fox. Jesus is the prophet of love and justice who embodies God's vision for the world. Herod is the violent ruler, representing all in Jerusalem who hold oppressive power and those who have power but stay silent in the face of injustice and oppression, the injustice and oppression that has left the majority of the people suffering and struggling. Over the last several years, our congregation, Grace, has celebrated National Affirming or Pi Day. While we are not an affirming ministry at this time, while we're still exploring, several years ago at a congregational meeting in, I think it was June, we embraced a new and expanded mission statement, the one that's on our wall there and in our entryway. Grace United strives to be a place where all people, 
of every age, race, culture, different, differing ability, economic circumstance, family configuration, ethnic background, gender, gender identity, and sexual orientation are welcome to seek fellowship and participate in all aspects of the life and work of our ministry. The reason we declare this and the reason why we strive to be publicly, intentionally, and explicitly inclusive as a community is because the sad reality is that full inclusion is not always the reality for many 2S LGBTQIA people or their families or their friends. There is a reason why the first question in the frequently asked question section of the Affirm United, Church, Affirm United website is, can I be LGBTQIA plus or two-spirited and Christian? It's a question people are asking. It's a question born out of the loud voices in Christianity that speak of condemnation, rejection, and exclusion. It is born out of picking up a study Bible, flipping to the appendix, and seeing an entry noting homosexuality as a sin. It is born out of Christian movements that have denied or stripped people of their basic rights because of their gender or sexual orientation or sought to silence them. It is born out of a history of exclusion, even in the United Church. It is born out of the trauma of people being told or feeling or being made to feel that they are not made in the image of God, that they are not children of God because of their sexuality or gender identity. The sad reality is that we still live in a time where injustices like discrimination against 2S LGBTQ2IA plus people is used to gain power, power over others, power to feel superior, power found in the comfort of clinging to outdated biases or, and interpretations that oppress. We see it in places like Florida, where they're banning teaching that there are multiple sexual orientations for grade school kids. But we find it in many other very noticeable or subtle ways, even in Christianity, even in the church. The sad reality is that many churches and many good ministries and many good people of faith are afraid to speak out against the exclusion, the hatred and prejudice faced by 2S LGBTQIA plus people in the church and wider community because of fear. And this isn't judgment. This isn't judgment. I speak as one who faces this fear regularly. Mine is partially born, as I've shared before, out of the trauma of my family facing rejection from our former denomination when my father came out, had to leave his ministry, and we had to leave the church. But the truth is that for me, for me, this fear is also born out of the fear of conflict and division. It's born out of the fear of rejection. It is born out of the fear of how difficult it can be to stand for justice. 
Does this hesitancy resonate with you, even a small bit? Being publicly, intentionally, and explicitly isn't always easy. It's often hard. Standing with Christ on the path of justice and inclusion can be terrifying. What do we do when we feel Christ calling us home into God's loving embrace and it means walking away from power and fear? What holds us back? What does it look like to allow this love to lead us on the path of justice, reconciliation, and healing? It is easy to find ourselves in the place of the children of Jerusalem, hearing Jesus calling us and not responding. It's easy to find ourselves being the fox clinging to power. It's easy to find ourselves afraid of the foxes and unable to move or speak out or act. In the face of the threat of very real violence, Jesus does something pretty bold. He does not back down from God's way, God's vision, God's healing and reconciliation in this world. When Herod threatens violence, and when Herod threatens violence, there will be violence. Jesus responds that he's not done yet and he will not be forced away. He has not finished healing those who are afflicted from casting out the evil that, that oppress. I'll be here three days, he says, as he stands his ground, and I'll be back. Commentator Debbie Thomas points out the power of Jesus' use of the imagery of the mother hen. Now, there are many other images of maternal love, Debbie Thomas points out, more powerful images from Scripture that Jesus could have drawn from. There's the she-bear from Hosea, the soaring mother eagle found in Deuteronomy, the laboring woman in Isaiah, the skilled midwife in the Psalms, and there's much more. Instead, the image that Jesus uses is a lot more vulnerable. The love of God, as made known in Jesus, is the mother hen who calls her young into the shelter of her wings. It is a love, a deep love that is willing to face the danger and risk it all. It is a love willing to sacrifice for the protection and care of others. This reading points towards what is to come, the heartbreaking and tragic journey that Lent is leading us towards. When Jesus returns to Jerusalem, he will be arrested and crucified. The foxes of power and fear will appear to win, but resurrection will come. There's a reason three days are used in this story as well. Resurrection will come. The love of God that soothes fear, that dismantles injustice, that leads people on a healing path cannot, will not, will never be stopped. Life wins. Love wins. Justice wins. Peace wins. God wins. As a family of Grace United, we have declared that we all belong in our full diversity. We name it on our sign, and there's other names that 
can be added to that. And over time, I'm sure we will expand it as well. We all, all belong. We all have gifts to give and to receive. We are blessed in our diversity. We belong in each and every one of us. Each and every person is made in the image of God in their diversity, in their sexual orientation, in their gender identity, in what makes them them. We belong and we're made in the image of God and we add to the body of Christ. We add to the way that as a church, as community, we live out God's love or each part of that. So we strive to continually move away from the foxes of power, oppression, injustice, and fear. We move away from the silence and hurting and hiding in order to be embraced by God, to enter the embrace of God. In the embrace of God, we know that we are loved fully, fully loved. In the embrace of God, we find healing and we let go of the hatred and division that we inflict on ourselves and on others. In the embrace of God, we learn what true love looks like and we are empowered to share this love as we embrace all who have faced rejection, oppression, injustice because of their gender and their sexuality. From God's embrace, we find that we are equipped and we are empowered to do the work of Christ, standing up against the foxes and working for justice each and every day. So friends, friends, let us share God's love publicly, intentionally, and explicitly, declaring that under the shelter of God's holy wings there is room for all. Let us continue to be a part of the amazing things that God is doing right here and right now. Amen. And thanks be to God. And we celebrate all the gifts shared, the gifts of time, talent, love, relationship, food, money, the gifts of ourselves that we offer to one another. As we sing our offertory, Christ has no body now but yours, the chorus from More Voices 171. Join in prayer as we ask God to bless all the gifts that we share. We do not live by bread alone, but by your word, loving God. May that word fill our hearts and our hands, all that we have and all that we are, that it may be a blessing in your world. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.
and we pour out our hearts in prayer. Let us pray. Creator, we come to you with both the joys and sorrows of our hearts. We are grateful for the gift of life and the joy that it can bring for families and friends who love us, for allies who stick up for us, even when we cannot risk sticking up for ourselves. For the great diversity you have created in our world, we pray for those who suffer from discrimination because of their gender identity, sexual orientation, color of their skin, their different, differenting abilities, and so many other ways that others are put down. Remind us and help us to see all as our sibling, your children, and help us to end so much violence against the ones you love and the ones you created. We pray for those who worry about their employment or who cannot find a job, for those who must hide who they are to find housing, for those who are not safe on our streets, for those who do not feel safe in their places of worship, for those who gather at outreach communities for coffee and friendship. Help us to end all forms of discrimination and hate. Show us the way to make this world a better place for all. We join with United Churches throughout our regional council praying for Trinity United Church in Collingwood. Alongside our ecumenical kindred in the world, Council of Churches, we join in praying for Ireland and the United Kingdom, England, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. From our community, we pray for Marjorie Gates and all who we name before you now in silence and spoken word. We pour out these prayers to you, O God, joining them with the prayers of all creation, trusting in your deep love and open to the ways in which we can be channels of your love. We pray all this in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I should say, if, if you want to be part uh, on our prayer um, list from our church, please let me know or Laurel know. If you know somebody who would like to be prayed for, ask them if you can put their name on our list and we will hold them in prayer. Let us join in singing our closing hymn, number 28 in more voices, God of the Bible.
finish this time of worship and go out to continue to worship God and continue to share the love of God in our words and actions, may we find blessing. May the Christ who walks on wounded feet walk with us on the road. May the Christ who serves with wounded hands stretch out our hands to serve. May the Christ who loves with wounded heart open our hearts to love. And may we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet. And may everyone we meet see the face of Christ in us. Friends, let us go in love, in peace, and with God. Amen.